Okay, guys, we are on the radio. Uh, welcome to Miracle Night. Welcome to Miracle Night. We may not have no music in the background. We may have some music. Hold on. Uh, I may can play some music. We may can play some Anna Smith, Anna Wilson. We may can. I'm not sure. Let's see here. Hearing it on my end, but not saying it's not playing on the radio. Okay, guys, uh, you can go on our radio station and welcome to Miracle Night. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so very much. Um, we're going to turn that off right quick. I was just testing. We're on a Samsung Go mic tonight, so we are mobile. Uh, we're doing this from our camper guys, I know, but you can go on the radio station at, uh, Kingdom, well, I mean, not Kingdom, sorry, thekingdomradio.com, and our radio station is 24 hours a day, guys, and if you want to give tonight, you can give, uh, just message us here on Instagram, or you can message us at jason at kingdomwealthnow.co. You can message us and say, I would love to give to this ministry. I would love to support it. God spoke to me today something uh, about um, when you take care of God's men, God will take care of you. Elijah was one of God's men, and God used a, a uh, poor widow woman to support him. Why would God go to a poor widow woman to support one of his prophets? Well, the thing is, fellas... When God calls a prophet to a nation, it's up to us to support them. Even Paul, he relied on the church, but he more relied on God. But the church was given an opportunity. See, when you take care of God's men and his business, he'll take care of your business. See, but God has laid on my heart some things, guys. So if you want to sow, you can sow. Uh, you can help us uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because we got a lot of things that we should be doing and will be doing. God's going to make a way. Um, like I say, this is my dream. This is this. This is not a dream. This is a, this is a call, a call of God. Um, but anyways, if you want to be uh, supportive of that and, and get on board with that, you you can uh, financially support us. Uh, you can go to the websites. Um, I st I'm still working on the God Saving Ministry website, so guys, bear with me. Um, I got to get that back up so you guys can go on there. Uh, TheKingdomRadio.com is the website there. Um, at GodSavingMinistries.com is also a website. If you want to start a business online, go to KingdomWealthNow.co. KingdomWealthNow.co. You can go there, guys. Sign up and learn how to do a profitable business online. Uh, we know God wants us to uh, give us power to get wealth. And that power is knowledge. And that's what we share there is knowledge. So, But anyways, let's get, in, let's get into what God has for us tonight, guys. Um, we're we're going to be in Psalms 24. I really felt that God has really got us in Psalms 24 tonight, okay? 
So, we're going to be in Psalms 24. Psalms 24, guys. Well, if I can... This thing is kind of weird here. I got some more hard drives coming too. My hard drives, I'm getting full of... I keep all my videos because um, I just do. I do. Psalms 24. Because I might do some editing later. But anyway. Psalms 24. Psalms 24, guys. I'm going to share this for a couple people here. Before we get started. I'm going to share this. Before we get started. I'm going to share this to a couple people, guys. I'm going to share this. Okay, guys, I'm going to share this to a couple people. Okay, let's go to this, guys. Um, let's uh, go to Psalms 24. That's where we was. King James. King James, okay. I want to show you something in Psalms 24. Okay, I'm I'm going there, guys. Just chill. Okay, we're going to be in Psalms 24 tonight. I want to talk about who God is and what God wants to do in your life. It's what we're going to be talking about tonight. It says, "The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof." And the world, and they that dwell therein. So God owns the people, and he owns all the world. You say, well, Jason, if God owns the people, then why is he letting them buy with stuff? He's not. They just think they're getting by with it. They just think they're getting by with it because when they die, they're going to come a payday. And I'm afraid to say this, but the Bible says in Romans that there is wages for sin. I'm going to tell you something. Sin still has a payday. I don't care if you're saved. I don't care if you're covered. But if you're covered in the blood, the death angel will not come to your dwelling. How do you know when you dwell? Well, how do you know when the, the blood is on your doorpost? My friend, let me tell you something. If the blood is applied to your life, then you will forgive people. You will you will strive to be what Jesus was. You won't play around with God. You will strive to be that. Now, are you ever going to be perfect? No. The Bible tells us in Romans again, no one is perfect. No one. 
We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all fell short. That's why Jesus had to come. And that's the very reason why we need a Savior. We need a Savior to save us from our sins. That's why he come. But the Bible tells us if we have no sin, we make ourselves a liar. My friend, you will always struggle with something. And the reason why God wants you to struggle with something because God wants to be your help in the present time of need. See, if you didn't struggle with something, then why would you need God? Think about that. Paul said there was a thorn in my flesh and it's Satan to buffet me. Why didn't God take the thorn out of Paul's flesh? Because he wanted Paul to cry out to him. That kept Paul humble. Some of your things that you're dealing with and can't get rid of, some of you can't get rid of it because God uses that very thing to keep you humble. Wow, that's a revelation in itself. God uses the very thing that you want rid of to keep you humble. Why does it keep you humble? Because you keep coming back to God and asking him to help you. Why does God so attractive of helping you? Because he's a provider. That's what they called him, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Rapha, my healer. That's what he was. God loves to provide. God loves to be a healer. And he loves to be a man mighty in battle. He likes to show up. Why did he put Daniel in the lion's den? Because God wanted to be mighty in battle. Why did God put David in front of Goliath? He wanted to show him he might be small, but in God's sight, the giant was small. Why does God allow Lazarus to die four days and four days later Lazarus come forth because God wants to show out and show up. Why does God like to do these things? Because God is God all by himself and he don't need no other. And he loves glory. See, I'm going to read you something that God showed me three o'clock this morning. He said, Jason, I love to be mighty in my, my battle. I love to be a man that shows up and show out. Why? Because, you see, sometimes when we get the glory, God gets jealous. Because, see, the Bible says he'll share his glory with no man. See, God is the glory. God is the glory. The power and the glory in the kingdom. Let me tell you something. God is is the glory. I'm going to read you this one more time in Psalms 24. That's where we're at tonight. It said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it on, on the floods. Upon the floods. Who shall ascend on the hill of the Lord? See, he wants you to come higher. He's asking you to come higher with him. Quit quit thinking of this small stuff. God don't speak to us anymore. If you don't read your Bible 48 hours a day, then you're not spiritual. 
That's hogwash. You don't have to read your Bible 24 hours a day. You should be the Bible. You should have the word in your heart. Listen. Paul, I mean, David said in the book of Psalms, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Listen, guys, I'm not knocking you out of God's word. No, I'm not. But some people think you have to be praying 24 hours a day, reading your Bible 24 hours a day. Guys, it's, it's not that complicated. I used to do that when I was a young Christian. I used to think, well, if I didn't get in my word today, then I'm sinning. Or, or maybe if I didn't pray enough or pray hard enough, then, then I'm out of God's will. Not so. Guys, God hates routine. He don't like routine. If I gave my wife a rose every day at the same time, it would get old to her. She would get stale to it. She would actually get to the point where she would be like, whatever. It's not mean that to me anymore. Why? Because it's a routine. It's not spontaneous. You know what women like? They like spontaneous stuff. So does God. Maybe one day, I, I, I this morning I was, um, I usually get in my truck and I listen to the word of God. I get in the word and all this stuff. God said, no, not today. You're going to praise me. Today is the day of praise. I changed it up. See, even men, like, men is just like God too because we don't like the same thing over and over and over. It seems like a broken record. Right? It seems like a broken record. Watch this. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in the holy place? He that has clean hands... And let's let's look at that clean hands, guys. I, I, I you know, that that really. Um, I'm gonna go to some uh, things here, like Psalms. It's got a, Psalms 18:20 says, "The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, as He repents me." Let's go to uh, Psalms 24, 18:24. It says in Psalms 18:24, he says, "Therefore had the Lord recompense me according to my to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands and His eyesight." Let's go to Psalms 26:6. I will wash my hands in the innocency, so will I compass the altar of the Lord. In Psalms 73:13, verily I cleanse my hand. In vain, I wash my hand in necessary. 1 Timothy 2.8 I will therefore that man pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath or doubting. Now, what is he talking about with clean hands? See, people read the Bible, but they do not study the Bible, and they do not get the understanding what he's saying here. He said, he that has clean hands... What do we do with our hands? We work, right? We feed ourselves. We point fingers. We can make actions and give directions to people with our hands. We do a lot of stuff with our hands. But what is, what is God saying with clean hands? I take what he's saying is clean hands means the way that you perceive things and the way that you believe things. In your thought life, in your action life, 
uh, 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 hands could represent things that you're working on. Come on now, somebody. I know y'all getting this because, see, clean hands does not necessarily mean I go wash my hands and they're clean. Clean hands is something we need to realize uh, the perception that we have of God and a clean mind that we think towards Him. Because, see, the, the one thing we don't realize is this. We don't understand God. We don't understand when He talks to us and He's talking to us every day. We don't understand His language. He said, get wisdom, and in getting your wisdom, get understanding also as well. You know what our problem is? Jesus said it when he was on the earth. He said, I've been with you this long, and you still don't understand? See, the problem is, the Bible says, let your request be known unto God, and the, and the God of peace that passes all understanding. See, the problem is, and the battle's always been from the garden when, at, when Eve touched the apple, he said, you'll be just like God, knowing good and evil. So the, the real battle is of knowing good and evil is knowledge, guys. The knowledge God gives us. The understanding. You want to know why people get sidetracked from the devil? Because they don't have no understanding. They don't understand. See, they don't like this kind of teaching either. They don't like teaching. They think teaching is so boring, but Jesus did more teaching than he did preaching. Why? Because he said, he said, listen, learn of me. How can you learn of somebody if you ain't taught? See, the problem with people is they don't want to sit down and learn nothing. They think they know it all. Right? They think they know it all. You got to have a great understanding of what God is saying right here in this scripture to you. When he talks about clean hands, he means your work. The thing that you're doing, is it a wrong thing? Is something that you're doing in your life, is it wrong? Somebody ain't, maybe this is flying right over y'all's head, I don't know. But he's not necessarily telling you to go clean your hands. He's telling you, that the work that you're doing or maybe friendship that you're doing or maybe things that you're doing is not clean to him. Clean hands means your work, means your friendship, means your relationships that you're in, stuff that you're working on. God don't like it if it ain't clean. He said, he that, dwell, he that has clean hands and a pure heart what is a pure heart to God? I, you know, this is a good question right here. It's a good question. We're going to tell you what a pure heart is. I want to give you some understanding tonight, guys. I want to give you some understanding what God is trying to tell us tonight. And, and a lot of people don't like teaching, guys. I'm telling you, but you need to learn from God how to understand how God speaks to us. See, God gave me a dream the other night about two bullet holes in a room or in a house that we moved from and God was trying to explain to me these people shot their opportunity out of the water. See, sometimes we shoot our opportunities gone. See, God was trying, that was God's language. He was using a bullet hole to speak to me. He was using a roof representing authority. When you dream of roofs, it means you're dreaming of authority. Somebody having authority over you. 
or having something over you, like a landlord. A landlord has authority over you. Why? Because when you dream of a root, he's talking about the landlords. You understand? So God used symbolism to talk to us all the time. We just got to understand his language so we can understand what he's trying to tell us. But see, your thoughts are not my thoughts, saith the Lord. Your ways are not my ways. See, God has a different language, and we got to learn it. To understand what he's telling us. A lot of people can't understand this Bible because they can't understand the language of God. See, God has a different language than us. And this is coming straight from the throne, just just let you know. This ain't something I got out of theology or Bible college or anything like that. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. See, a lot of people don't want to go deep. They want to stay shallow. See, they want to stay shallow. They don't want to go deep with God because they want to stay shallow. And I'm telling you guys, don't miss these teachings on here because these teachings are literally going to change your whole life. They've changed mine. They've changed my whole life and what I thought about God or how God did things, how God acted on things, what God likes, what he don't like. We don't know what he likes. He can approve of something you've been taught by a pastor and heard from a pastor for years, but it ain't true. Until we get in the word and we get in the spirit of God and give us understanding of this word, we're never going to, listen, what did the Bible say? Let the Holy Ghost teach you. Did not? Let me tell you something. I learned more from God than I did man anytime. Now, sometimes I listen to mentors. Sometimes I listen to people that pushes me higher in God. There's no sin in that. We need people to push us higher in God. Okay? Alright. It says in uh, Psalm 73.11 or 73.1 Truly God is good to Israel even to such a are, are of a clean heart. Okay. Let's, let's go here. Matthew chapter 5.8 Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Matthew 5, 8. So here's what God thinks of a pure heart. How can David, now listen to me now, you're going to think, well, Jason, you're not making no sense. God looks at a pure heart as somebody that loves him. Now follow what I'm saying here. God told us, Jesus actually told us, there's two commandments that I give unto you. They're, they're, they follow all the Ten Commandments. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, and soul. Watch this. What changed the woman at the well was her tears. The woman that the woman that cleansed Jesus' feet with her hair, do you know she was pure in heart? A lot of people say, how, how can that be? She was a harlot and a whore. How can that be? Because her love, watch this, her love for God made her pure. All right, all right. Now you're getting confused. I don't understand, Jason. Let me tell you something. 
The Bible said the pure in heart will see God, right? In Matthew 5, 8, we just read it. Let me tell you something. You know how, you want to know how you get pure with God, guys? I'm going to show you how to get pure with God. It's the level of your love that makes you pure with him. Okay. Thank you, fellow. It's the level of your love that makes you pure with him. Let me let, let me back it in God's word. You ready? I know you're looking at me thinking, okay, Jason, you're you're really confusing us here. How can David got in trouble with Bathsheba, had a lust problem, even had a kid out of wedlock, but God declares him a man after his own heart. <laughs> Some of you are going to get this here in a minute. Was David perfect in man's eyes? No. But he was perfect in God's eyes. Why? Because he knew God's, he, David, God knew David's love for him. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something else. I, I'm, everything that I'm showing you, I'm backing it in God's word. That way you can't argue with me. Because God's word is the evidence of what I'm saying. Watch this. When David went out, no, no, let's go to Peter. Let's, let's use Peter for example. Peter denied Jesus three times before the cock crows, right? He denied Jesus three times before the cock crows. Three times. But after he denied him the third time, the Bible said he wept dearly. Why did he weep? Because he loved God. Listen, guys, we all fall short. But it's not the falling short that matters. What matters is what we feel like after we do it. Hey, have you ever sinned and thought, man, I just messed up today. I feel bad. Why do you feel bad? Because you hurt somebody that you loved. Right? You know they didn't like it. And you hurt them anyway. It's in the feeling bad process that makes you peer with God. <laughs> Watch this. After he wept, Peter wept. Later on down the road, Jesus finds him on the, the road uh, um, shore. And he walks up to Peter and he says, Peter, do you lovest thou me? More than all these. And he pointed to all the boats, people and everything. Watch this. Here's what he said. He said, Lord, I'm not going to try to argue with you anymore because I've already denied you. I've already failed you so many times. But I can say this, Lord, you know everything. He realized who Jesus was. He realized who he was. But he also realized how much he loved God too. And here's what Jesus responds. Three times he told Peter that. Do you love us thou me, Peter? Do you love us thou me? He was assuring Peter that his heart was pure. Jesus was really 
coming to Peter, letting him know, listen, you denied me three times, but out of your denial, your heart became pure to let you know how much you really do love me. But Peter was the only one of them disciples that loved God with all his heart. Do you know that? He was the only one out of that whole bunch that loved God with all his heart. Let me prove it to you. What disciple got out of the boat when they was in the storm? Peter was the only one. Let me tell you something. When Jesus was being crucified or, or being drug out of the, the, the garden, the Gethsemane, Garden of Gethsemane, guess what? The only one that pulled a knife was Jesus. I mean, was Peter. He was going to cut off their ears, remember? And then Jesus said, you fight by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Put the, put the knife down, Peter. Now, show me out of the 12 disciples who loved God the most. Peter. Peter's heart became pure with God because of his love for God. Did he not deny him one time? Yes, he denied him. He did. Did, did he doubt God? Yes, because he was in the he was remember he was in the storm and Jesus said he said Lord if it's thee forbid me to come he said come on Peter and he sunk and Jesus looked at him he said ye a little faith so he doubted God too but that didn't make him not pure with God because God knew Peter's heart he kept trying he kept trying that makes you pure with God folks. I've always read this and thought that pure in heart with God shall see God. Let me tell you something. None of y'all will see God because none of us are, are that kind of pure in heart. God looks at our heart, the level of love we have for him. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's been many times in my marriage in the last 10 years we've had faults. Okay? But it's the level of love that keeps us going that makes us pure. See, love can purify anything. <clears throat> See, it's not the mistakes you make. It's how you make them, and when you make them, how you return with it. See, some people make a mistake and never apologize. Come on. They make mistakes and never apologize. Why? Because their heart is not pure. See, when people realize when they do wrong and always do wrong and repent after they do it and feel bad, them are people with pure hearts. Now, do you got the understanding? A man with a pure heart? You can tell when somebody loves God. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. But when they make them mistakes, watch what they do. They repent just like that. They apologize just like that. Somebody that's not easily apologized, they don't have a pure heart. And they will not see God. I'm telling you, Matthew 5, 8. They will not see God because they don't have a pure heart. Now, let's go on. Who has lifted up his soul unto vanity and nor swore deceitfully? Now, that speaks for itself. Being a deceitful person. He shall receive he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the Lord of his salvation. 
This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob's Selah. What is he talking about there? He's talking about this. If you seek God, that's another sign that you love him. You know, most people say, well, I love my wife, I love my husband, but you don't never try to figure them out and see what they like or see what they want to do for that day. And you're seeking to see what, what they like and what they dislike. You follow what I'm saying here? It goes back to the pure heart. Clean hands. The work you do. The things that you think of people. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm preaching and I'm teaching something tonight that's going to help you walk with the Master. The same thing God is teaching me, I'm teaching you. And I'm telling you, People don't need to miss these teachings because this will change your whole life. You won't never go around like a religious folks do and think they're going to church and getting all prepped up for church, but their life ain't being changed. They go to church, but no, nothing's changed about them. Nothing. They go to church for years, but they act like the same old person. Why? Because they're not walking from glory to glory as Paul taught. Listen, I'm not the same person I was 28 years ago. Why? Because the glory of God has changed me into a different person. There's a change here. There's a change. And I got more knowledge today than I did ever. Why? Because knowledge is important. If you don't have understanding, what good are you? I mean, you can know how to work on a car, but you don't understand how that car works. How are you going to know how, that, how to work on the car? We don't have an understanding of God. That's why, how we know we don't, we don't know how to walk with Him. We don't even know what He's saying to us half the time. Why? Because we don't understand God. And see, I'm trying to teach you how to understand God and how he works. And why does he talk to you at 3 o'clock in the morning? You ever figured that? You ever woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning? You think, why does God talk to me at 3 o'clock in the morning? Why? Because God started in the cool of the day talking to Adam. Do your studies. Do it online. Do it on Google. Wherever you want to do it. The cool of the day is at 3 a.m. in the morning. Do your studies. Why would God come in the night? Why would God hover over water at dark? God was on the face of the deep and there were no light. God started out in darkness, guys. He didn't start out with light till he spoke it into existence. The first thing he said, let there be light. So God started out in darkness. What do you mean God don't like darkness? He created it. He created darkness before he created light. Oh, I don't see God that way, Jason. You're getting deep. No, I'm just giving you an understanding who God is. God told me to teach y'all who, who he is, how I talk to him, how I have a relationship with him. Because you know what's going to matter is 
You know what Jesus is going to tell you? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Now, does that make sense at all? Listen, God wants to get to know you too. Just like you want to get to know him. But we don't understand God. We've been taught in church, preachers preach this. They preach the word of God, but they have no understanding. They have no understanding. Watch this. Lift up your hands, you gates. Lift up, up your everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. Now, he's telling us to lift up our heads and you gates and you be lifted up everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who wants to come in? The king of glory. Who is the king of glory? It's not Jesus, guys. He's not the king of glory. The king of glory is God. The king of glory is God. The king of glory is God. Who is the king of glory, he says? The Lord strong and mighty. He's strong and he's mighty. And let's, guess what? The Lord is mighty in battle. So does God like battling stuff? Oh yeah, he's a man of battle. Let me tell you something. God showed me this the other day and I want to share it to you guys. And I hope you're hearing on the radio station too, guys, because you got to understand something. We think God's all nice and preppy and all this. The death angel that was in Egypt, guess who sent that angel? God. Oh, God don't send no death angel. Oh, I beg your pardon. God sent death angels all the way through that place. Let me tell you something. God's not always this sweet little guy with a, with a rainbow head over his head. Listen, God is mighty in battle. He don't play games. He's serious about battling, and he cannot stand somebody to be done wrong either. I'm just letting you know. God still gets angry, guys. Listen, if he got angry with the world and killed the whole world and, and repented right after he did it, he's still that God. But the only mercy he has is through Jesus Christ. Listen, if you know his son, he'll have mercy on you. But God is still a God of just. And he gets angry. But he's a man of battle. That tells me that he's strong and he's a man of battle. The Lord mighty in battle. What, 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 is, what is David telling us in this psalm? He's a man of battle. He don't play no games. He makes war. You want to play a war? You want to do wrong? He'll get you every time. But you put it on yourself. And I'm telling you that. You put it on yourself. God does not cause anything to come to you. You do it for yourself. But you know what? God is a person of, of humor too. Because the children of Israel was complaining because they didn't have nothing to eat. And God said, okay, you want to complain? I give you so much quail, you'll choke on it. That's what he did. You want to complain what I've done for you? Then I'll give you so much quail, you'll choke on it. 
So does a God like a bad attitude? No, he does not. He'll straighten your attitude out in a minute. Now, here's the thing. The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. Respect him. He is God. He created you. He's not playing no games. And he can't stand for people to be doing people wrong. Lying and cheating, deceitful. That's what happened to me the other day. <coughs> God was trying to lie on me. God couldn't stand that. He made him look like an idiot in front of everybody. Why? Because God cannot stand somebody to be done wrong. Love your neighbor as yourself. Quit treating your neighbor. If you don't want it done to you, quit doing it to others. It's that simple. That simple. Then he says, Lift your heads, O you gates. Even lift them up, your everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. I want to leave you this tonight, guys. God is a man of battle. He don't play around. And when he's got his eye on somebody and he has chosen somebody, I don't care what you think about them. I don't care how you bring them down. If God be for them, then who can be against them? See, they tried the same thing with King David. They tried the same thing with King David. They tried to manipulate him and say, why do you want him to be king? Don't worry about it. I've seen his heart. He's a little shepherd boy. And he loves me. That's it. You, you, you cannot come against me. I don't care how much you say and try to bring down my ministry or don't like me or see flaw in me. I don't care what you see in me. <coughs> Guess what? I've done got approval. What approval did I got? God approves me. That's all I need. I don't need your approval. Matter of fact, if you don't like my ministry, <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's you. You know what I'm saying? You're missing blessings. That's all I can tell you. I don't have to get approval from man. I don't got approval from God. What does the Bible say? Study to show yourself approved? Guys, what, what is that word study? We, we got into that last week. Study does not get in God's word. They don't have nothing to do with that. I've done proved myself to God. I don't have to prove myself to you. God has tested me and he tried me. People's walked out of my life and I don't care. I don't love them. I love God. He's done tested me. He done tried me. I'm already approved. And the only way you can be approved is be tested and tried too. What is that? Study to show yourself. Approve. You got to prove yourself to God. Do you love Him? What about if your wife walked down on you? Hmm. Wonder what you'd do. What about if your kids deny you? Or maybe your mom come against you. Maybe your dad. Maybe your uncle. Maybe your aunt. I don't care who it is. Who do you love more than God? The Bible says you don't need to love nobody before God. God will test you. He did Abraham. Took Isaac up. Come on. It's the truth. We don't like to hear it, but it's the truth. So what do you love God more than God? What do you love more than God? 
Judas got tested and he failed the test. He said, will you betray him over a piece of money? Come on. God has always got to test us, folks. He even tested his own son, for God's sakes. He did. The Bible said, this is my son and well pleased. Right after that, the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted and tried of the devil. See, God has to test you and prove you. Study to show yourself approved. See, a lot of these jokers out here think that they called of God, but they ain't been in a proven state. You've got to prove yourself to God. God's going to have to test you, try you, put you in the fire. See, this kind of preaching ain't, ain't, ain't real popular. This kind of preaching gets shut off in a minute. You know why? Because nobody wants to be tried by fire. I've had my, my whole family, my kids and all, walk off of me. I don't care. Me and God's all I need. I've already been proven. I've had my times and share. I've gave to God till it hurt. People say, well, why you got all this stuff now? You don't know the times I gave to God and got nothing in return. But I still gave to it. Why? Because I didn't love the things, but I loved God. I did what he told me to do. A lot of you can't do ministry because you, you, you get tested all the time and you fail. But anyways, I wanted to leave you that. And that's all I have for tonight. God bless everyone. Uh, be sure to tune in next Wednesday night. And be sure to watch our videos during the week. And also too guys, I want to announce this before I get off here. We have an online school to get you prepared for ministry. It's it's five hundred dollars to start. We got a payment program. No, no, wait a minute. I think it's three hundred dollars. I'm not sure, but if you if you want to go through our online school, it's you're more welcome. We we accept payments through it. So if you need help with payments to get through the school, it, it gets you prepared for ministry. God spoke to me. He said, "Son, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few." Guys. Listen, God has gave me some awesome teaching to help you get prepared for ministry. And if you're called to the ministry, hey, hop on over there, email us, get in contact with us, and we'll give you a link to sign up for this online school. Okay? <clears throat> God bless all of you guys. Y'all have a wonderful afternoon. God bless you.